here today, Mother Earth String Band and Choir. Can we give him another applause? Good. I'm glad to have you. Victoria Lures. Has anyone heard of Victoria Lures? She's a spiritual director and creator of what's called, being called the Wild Church Movement, where congregations are gathering in nature to listen, to learn, and to be in communion with the creation and the divine. She has a quote that says, There have always been edge walkers, those who didn't follow along with the status quo, who didn't swallow the version of religion that was offered by those on top of the hierarchy as the only way. And at that edge, spirituality and nature are in unbroken relationship. Those are powerful words coming from who I would consider one of the prophets of our age, calling us back to not just a way of gathering, but a way of reconnecting. It's not just gathering outside that she's stressing, but it's a reconnecting to the earth that we've lost through these ages of modernity. But we don't have to look far before we can see some of these prophets who have lived at this edge of the religious status quo. We are sitting in a church that was at the very edge of the status quo. The Unitarian Universalist Association is actually rooted in living on such an edge. Being a prophet to those in New England, early America, who were saying that this is the only way to believe and that this is what we founded this country for. But we were there. Our ancestors were literally there saying that there's got to be a distinction between religion and our forms of government. Our prophets from those ages, our ancestors of this congregation, were there at the forefront, standing up against the oligarchy of that day, trying to recreate a system that's built on religious churches instead of common politics with each other. And in those days, our denomination or our association accepted those who started to doubt the Western way of thinking about the church, whether that was Anglican or whether that was Congregationalist. Our early Unitarian Universalist prophets, I will call them, relied more on science and mutual understanding and community than creeds and dogma. You see, even our denomination coming together, the Unitarian Church of America and the Universalist Church, was standing at the edge of all other denominations in that day. And just like those prophets of old, like that we saw in the New Testament and the Old Testament of Christian scriptures, 
Judaic scriptures, prophets were not always accepted by the status quo. They were seen as outliers, people that threatened the establishment. But we, just like those prophets of old, have been familiar in these trenches of social justice and living out our calling of service to all beings, not just the wealthy. Being a prophet in today's world brings us to a point that we have to invent a third way, an alternative to those traditional ways of thinking. The prophets of our age continue to stand up to the Goliaths that are around us, the giants like the corporate elites who are making billions and billions off of the COVID pandemic and our downturn in the economy, but not letting that profit go down to the people. That's why we're having strikes with the U.S. automakers, because the prophets of this age point out these discrepancies. They point out the inconsistencies. Even our last president of the UUA, when she was in Arizona, pointed out the oppressive concentration camps that the Sheriff Arpaio had constructed in Arizona. Our UUA General Assembly met and visited these concentration camps. Most of the prisoners there without any due process of law, being locked away in the heat. We, as a denomination, actually helped in the slavery industry, moving slaves, not in the industry, but <laughs> extracting the slaves from the Confederacy South. Lots of our UUA ancestors were at the edges of society, helping smuggle in former slaves into the safe states. You see, just like Jesus of Nazareth, we have the same prophetic responsibilities of being God's presence on earth, to being a prophet, to serving others, and showing them that there's a better way than what you're doing with the status quo. Prophets like Mahatma Gandhi, who used his prophetic voice to bring down an entire empire that had been controlling India for centuries. And that movement to decolonize the Indian continent. St. Francis was another prophet from history. From the Catholic Church, he was a voice of resistance against the Crusades. The Crusades that used the Western European fervor to to bring about bloodshed to overtake old Israel. But while at the same time being a prophetic voice in resistance to the crusade wars, St. Francis also helped mend back to health the very soldiers who were involved in the crusades. He met them face to face and healed them and brought them back into balance with our Creator. 
as roles of prophets change through these ages and days, depending on the needs of the world, we stand as a prophetic voice, not just as individuals, but as a collective whole. Today, we still need prophetic voices to speak out against the oppression and the evil that's being mounted even on our state's trans youth and the communities of our own state that we've had leaders within our state victimize and demonize just because of their sexual orientation. We still need prophets to stand up to these people, to speak the truth in love. We need prophets to assure that a woman's right to choose the proper medical procedures for themselves remains intact in our world. These are the prophets that we need of our age. And you don't have to just use your voice as a loudspeaker, but giving to organizations, volunteering, helping wherever there's a need. Even where I used to live and one of my children was born in the elastic Arctic, the permafrost is literally melting before our eyes. The elders in the village where I lived in Savunga had said that we've been, and these elders were 80s, and they said we've been telling the U.S. government for generations that things are getting warmer, that the sea ice doesn't form like it used to. It's melting, and there's houses that are crumbling, and there's things that we can do to stop this. And even as we're speaking, the pristine Arctic lands are again being looked at for oil, for mining, the raping and the pillaging of our Mother Earth. <clears throat> we need more prophets who are willing to stand at these edges of reality and point us toward a better way of being, not just with each other, but with the entire Earth and recognizing the divine in each other. We need Woody Guthrie's. We need Woody Guthrie's who call out the rich oligarchs who control our politicians and run our governmental structures. We need more Martin Luther King Jr.'s who speak out against the racism and tries to include all of those who were not at the table. We need Will Rogers to bring humor like many contemporary comedians do, to point out and ridicule, but yet bring a laugh from those in power. We need more Harvey Milks, who transform cities into places where pride and acceptance of all people, all gender identities and life ways are key. We need more Cesar Chavez's to organize the laborers, the ones that pick our food, the ones who harvest our wheat, the ones who are there on the ground helping us sustain our own livelihoods. Bring, being a prophet in today's world can also bring dangers, 
threats, and disdain by the establishment. When I went to the pride parade at Tulsa, I was barraged by another minister that wasn't UU. He was there simply to humiliate and degrade young people that were at the event. And I tried and tried to pull him away, at least to where he wasn't confronting all of the youth that needed support, not condemnation. And as soon as he asked, well, what kind of minister are you? Immediately, I was on the outside. I was not a member of his own clique, his own private evangelical community, because I was a heretic. Be willing to be a heretic. Someone who goes against the creeds and the dogmas of today's world. And that doesn't mean just the church. It means in society. It means helping each other and reminding each other of the divine within each of our hearts. We can also support organizations like Black Lives Matter or the Blue Lives of UU. Many people don't even know about blue it's the Black Lives Matter of the UU, basically. Lots of Unitarian Universalists were at the forefront of the Black Lives Matter movement. They were being prophets, being a voice standing up against the oppression, against those that would harm those that are considered lesser than. Being a prophet in our world today is standing up for those who have the least, those who are less of power, less of stature in our conglomerated world, standing together unified. Let us be that prophetic voice we need today. Amen.